now we're are we cooking? Cooking uh, with ass? We are cooking ass. Yeah. Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 57. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and today we conclude the arc of Opposition 2.0 with a no-counter Simic deck. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan, we're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We've come to the end of yet another super sweet arc, the arc of Opposition 2.0. All told over the life of the show, a 10-episode odyssey of some of the most difficult decks we've ever had to build. Yeah, and some good ones, some accidentally really good ones from last <laughs> week, and some stinkers. What are the stinkers? Uh, we never build stinkers around here, Ryan. No, we don't build bad decks on Come CCO on. Podcast. <laughs> never, never, ever. We would never imply that you should play substandard cards or suboptimal strategies just to make the game more fun for everybody. Fuck. Who likes to have fun when they play magic? Nobody. Uh, I'm better than you. I'm smarter because I play blue. <laughs> We're playing blue today. We are playing blue today, but what aren't we doing? We What the hell aren't we doing? We aren't playing any cards that reference the word counter. So there are no counter spells. There are no spells that can't be countered. There are no things that make things uncounterable. There are no things that get counters on them, remove counters from other things. And I also went it a step further and nixed everything that makes tokens because sometimes I use counters to represent tokens. Stop saying counter. Counter to count, count, counter. So if it interacts with unglued card ambiguity, it's not in this deck. I don't know what that means, but I don't think anybody knows what ambiguity means. It's very ambiguous. <laughs> Before we get into it, Social media coordinates. Social media coordinates. We are CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this week's list, last week's list, any other list we're going to do in the whole world. We're commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us any love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, ideas, things you've been working on. No nudes. I have an idea for nudes. We'll get to that in a minute. We're also Commander Cookout on iTunes, Google Play, edhrec.com, Patreon, YouTube. Potomatic and uh, a kind of newish home for us at FlipsideGaming.com. Ooh, big shout out to Flipside Gaming. What you need to know, they've got podcasts, and you can go there and find CCO Podcast there now. Their best podcast. Oh, throwdown. Sounds like more beef. <laughs> you can go there, Dominaria stuff, pre-orders. Well, I guess not pre-orders now. You can actually just legit buy it. You just go buy the stuff now. And when you do... Or when you buy any gaming supplies, what they want us to tell people is that they have an exclusive Commander Cookout Podcast promo code, CCOFU. The best promo code in the history of promo codes. They've got a little bit of something for everybody. They've got Commander articles, podcasts like we mentioned, modern, standard, legacy, even legacy. It's good stuff. Yeah. So go there. Check them out. Yeah, check it out. Remember, CCOFU. And that lets them know that CCO Podcast sent you right so it helps us out it helps you out because you're getting a 10 percent discount with that code it helps flipside gaming out for them to continue to help us out so it's a big love triangle there it's a big circle it's a circle of life that wasn't the kind of circle that i was going to say but yours is far more appropriate and professional wow that's too wow this is the arc of opposition where i'm saying i'm thinking and saying the dirty things and you are thinking and saying the professional things I can't wait for this arc to be over. This is weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go home and have a shower. Blah. Moving on to other shout-outs. Mr. Plurg 
Mr. Plurg? <laughs> Mr. Plurg on Twitter and Patreon and everywhere. Became a patron, Nate Burgess from Commander Time Podcast. Kind of famous. We have a famous supporter. Yeah. I think we've made it. Wow. It's like him and the Deech. Yeah. We have showed up. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to him. Shout out to, and time for funny nicknames. <laughs> Ooh. Shout out to Leonard Woolly Broder. What? Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest, Ron. With a name like Wooly Broder, I don't know. I don't know if we really need to do any more damage than already has been done to that guy. Hey, do you think? And maybe this is insulting, but I don't care. Do you think that he took his wife's name, like Jesse? Oh, new Jesse Broder. New Jesse Broder. <laughs> did Jesse actually take his wife's name, or did he just change his name on Facebook? I don't know. F you, Jesse. Yeah, get aft, sir. Leonard Woolley Broder, thank you. Shout out to you. Next shout out, and I like this one, Michael Bogardus. It's like Michael Bogardus Hellkite. I like that. Like Bogard and Hellkite, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's a magic reference. Rare for us. Usually it's like a ball sack reference. Michael Ballsackdus. You decide which one you like better, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing before we get into the main contest details, we had a mini extra contest giveaway of which listener Mitch Froelich sent in a funny nickname for Spencer Radcliffe, sends us an email. He says, I typed in Spencer Radcliffe's name into an anagram generator, scrolled down, looked at a bunch of different anagrams, found Aldrich F. Spencer. Yeah. So F you, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So- Mitch, get at us. Send us your address. We're going to get you something from Brando's dirty foil bag yep. and my pile of foils in my closet. Speaking of dirty foil bags, Attraxable, GP Vegas, Commander Cookout Podcast versus CMDR Central versus a bunch of other scrubs. The point is they're all scrubs. Yeah, they're all scrubs. And we're going to beat them all to death in a game of magic, apparently. But on Twitter, CMDR Central recently bought a collection that came in garbage bags. I assume that's how they collect. They have most of their collection stored. But, uh, later on in the show, we are going to get to the long-awaited portion of the contest where we are going to lay down the five cards that CCO Podcast decree that those buttholes have to put in their decks. Or their deck. There's only one. That's awesome. They're pretty good, so stay tuned for that. Also, we're going to remind you guys one more time, this is the last week that we have to enter into the giveaway of Opposition, which is where me and Ryan have a pile of cards that we totally hate, and we're going to give them away as a package. If you go on Facebook, share our posts, like our stuff, just kind of help us get our name out there, we will maybe send you a pile of cards that we hate, not necessarily bad ones. we got the pile here. We're going to run through them real quick. So I've got Aloro, Ageless, Ascetic. I've got... F Eminence. Okay, Full Art, F&M, Promo, Mana Leak. Because F Manalik. Ball sack, mouth, a talkthon worm. F that guy. Foil, Taza, Envoy of Ghost. A jerk. Possibility Storm. Best card ever printed. Hate it. Blood Tribute. Piece of shit. Libro de Hichos, a.k.a. Spanish Spellbook. Full Art, Cancel. Because F Cancel. Play Counterspell. Chinese, because I hate foreign language cards. Leyline of Sanctity. Good and Modern. Kervec the Merciless. F that guy. Sire of Insanity. F that guy. Foil God Pharaoh's gift because I'm a dumbass and bought two of them and I only needed one. Foil Sky Swallower, remember him? He's the best. Narset Enlightened Master. Piece of shit. Platinum Angel. Stupid card. Liliana Vess. 
Stupid tutor. Mind control at rare. God damn it. And Yosei the Morning Star. Piece of garbage. Plus or minus any extras from the creepy foil bag and or closet. Yes. Just saying. I, I think officially a follow on Facebook, a share of Commander Cookout on Facebook, a share of any of the contest posts, a follow on Twitter. Those are your official avenues to enter. Of course, patrons always get their extra entries based on their patronage. Patronosity, if you will. Yes, I yes. would. On to the show. On to the show. So, Counter Simic, you were charged to build this deck. It's a Simic deck. Green, blue. And for the longest time, you're like, who, who am I going to build? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Listener Cal Morgan at Callum Morgan 11 on Twitter tweeted out to a bunch of the podcasting, EDH podcasting community, building Tatiova Benthic Druid, what do I put in her? And a whole bunch of people just went nuts. My Twitter was blowing up for like days on end of people picking cards to go into this deck. I actually dropped out of the thread mm -hmm. uh, because I had actually decided to build her earlier that day. So it actually came out at a, at a really opportune time for me. Instead of listing a bunch of cards on Twitter like some scrub, uh, we're going to do a show on it. Well... Those scrubs, just in case anybody's interested, because there was actually some gems for Tetiova that we didn't include in our deck, because they are the very typical, powerful, obvious way to build her. And if you want to look at that, you can search for um, Commander and Podcast, Commander's Brew, Command Zone, CCO Podcast, Vorthos Cast, Brothers War Podcast, Jeremy Knoll from SCG, Commander Clinic, Commander Time, Fish and Merfolk Podcast, Budget DH. Like all of these podcasts jumped on and were like, let's build it. Let's. So it was an awesome thread. Ours isn't going to be like that. No. Let's find out what it is going to be like. Let's give Tatyova a read. She sounds kind of sexy. Hey, she's like kind of Russian. Apart from having no legs, she actually is kind of. Kind of an attractive looking I lady. I worked with a super sexy Russian girl. A couple that had years no legs. Ago. No, she had like forty inch legs. She was six foot two, a model from wow. Moscow. And she worked at a mine. Uh, no, she she was one of the recruiting staff, and her dad was like in the mafia. They owned a bunch of property in the Mediterranean, so she's like, yeah, I'm just gonna go work in Europe now. Huh. <laughs> anyway, right. so Tetiova Benthic Druid is a three three uncommon legendary creature for three green blue. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you gain a life and draw a card. So... What the hell? It's from Dominaria. Brand new. Yep. Landfall, gain a life, draw a card. So what are we doing? Jamming it full of every single extra land effect in the game? Uh, we could have done that, mm -hmm. uh, but we didn't. Instead, I built a janky yet somewhat degenerate combo list. Hey, you're speckity my lingity now. <laughs> now, I'm not the combo guy but i did my best and i think i came up with something that will amuse and shock you hmm well should we do a couple quick hits let's do it now there's 47 creatures in this deck what which is a little bit weird so the quick hits let's just see what we got okay here we go here we go start off with an ambush viper it's a two one flash snake with death touch it's a removal spell it is a removal spell i like that it's like green terror it's yeah. like Green. <laughs> Azusa lost but seeking. Play two extra lands a turn. Okay, fine. Dink. Brawn. When it's in your graveyard, your creatures gain trample. I think important for a couple cards coming up. Badoka Gardener. Uh, flip card from Krapagawa. Tap them to put an extra land into play if you have mm, 10 or more lands. 
flip them. When he flips, you can pay six to put an XX into play. X is equal to lands you control. Okay, cool. It's a land deck card. Caustic Caterpillar. Removal spell. Sacrifice them and destroy an artifact or enchantment. Clever Impersonator. Four mana clone. Clone. Also a four mana clone. Council of Advisors. That's that's another one of the card draw guys. Crater Hoof Behemoth. Finisher, right? Has any green card won more games in Magic? Maybe Hurricane around our table. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Hurricane around our tables, but I think you lose as often as you don't lose when you play Hurricane. That's true, but I count it as a win. Moral victory. <laughs> Don Treader Elk. That's a 2-2 two, two bear. Pay a green and sack it to Rampant Growth. It's a land card. Eidolon of Blossoms. It's a four-mana Enchantress. Kind of a weird card because there's three-mana Enchantresses, FYI. But I'm playing this one instead because it draws you a card all by itself. The other Enchantresses do not. Ah, okay. I get you. Eternal Witness. Get something back from your graveyard. Two, one for three. Farhaven Elf. One, one. Get a land into play. Tapped. It's a land card. Floodgate. Floodgate's a creature? If I said Floodgate, you would think Artifact. Definitely. Uh, not the case. From Mirage, so you know it's good. Green, no, sorry, blue, three. If Floodgate gains flying, sacrifice it. Bury it. Read the card, Ryan. <laughs> Read the card. <laughs> if Floodgate leaves play, it deals to each non-blue creature without flying one damage for each two islands you control. What the hell? I got to be like an algebra major to solve this card? <laughs> what the? It, it, it'll all be revealed. It'll all be revealed. Gaia's Skyfolk. Ooh, Apocalypse. Tutu Flyer, Merfolk Elf for green-blue. Interesting. Harbinger of the Tides. That's a merfolk, and when it enters the battlefield, it returns a tapped creature and opponent controls. And you can cast it for flash for two extra, so it will cost blue-blue, unless you cast it for flash, blue-blue two. Kamal Fist of Krosa. Gives your guys overrun, plus three, plus three, and trample. Kind of a finisher, I think, like Crater Hoof. You'll see why in a second. It also turns your lands into creatures. Ah, very good. Or their lands into creatures. And then you floodgate them to death. <laughs> Lab Maniac. Lab Maniac, the other finisher in the deck. Maybe it's going to go good with all the card draws, bouncing guys you got. Maybe. Lord of Atlantis. He's a Lord of Merfolk for two. Master of the Pearl Trident. Exactly the same as Lord of Atlantis, Merfolk Lord for two. Merfolk Looter. Another Merfolk. Tap, draw a card, then discard a card for two mana. Merfolk Mistbinder. Another Merfolk Lord. Merfolk Sovereign. Another Merfolk Lord. What is going on? Marrow Regery. Another Merfolk Lord. Now, Marrow Regery has, whenever a mer whenever you cast a Merfolk spell, you may untap or tap target permanent. I don't think there that you're comboing with that, but... No. Sick value, because you got... Well, we've seen how many Merfolk already. Six? There's quite a few. Let's, let's see if there's more. Phyrexian Metamorph. Could be a Merfolk, but it's a four or three mana clone. Regal Force. Ooh, when it enters the battlefield, draw a card for each green creature you control. 5-5 five, five for 7. Renegade Doppelganger. Two mana clone. What's the deal there? Give that guy a read. Renegade Doppelganger is a 0-1 for 1 and a blue. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may have Renegade Doppelganger become a copy of it until end of turn. Okay, so it just becomes whatever you cast last. Yes. Yeah. Sakashima the Imposter. 4 mana clone, you can bounce it. Sakura Tribe Elder. Two mana, mana dork. Sakura Tribe Scout. One mana, mana dork. Scourge of the Fleets. Ooh, I always like this card in a deck that's got lots of uh, islands. Kind of with Floodgate, same thing. Blue, blue, five. Kraken, six, six. Enters the battlefield. 
return each creature your opponent's controls with power. Toughness. Toughness. X or less, where X is the number of islands you control. It's kind of like a overloaded cyclonic rift. Very on good. On a creature. Silver Gill Adept. Another merfolk. When he enters the battlefield, draw a card. Okay, fine. Sky Shroud Ranger. That's a mana dork. You can put a land from your hand into play, right? By tapping him? Correct. One, one for one. I think originally from Tempest. Could include. How about Striped Bears? How about Wall of Blossoms? How about Striped Bears? Hmm. Green, three, two, two. That's a terrible bear. When it enters the battlefield, draw a card. I feel like you can get that effect on two mana. Maybe. <laughs> Stunt double. Four mana clone with flash. Sylvan Basilisk. It's kind of got death touch. Two, four for five when it becomes blocked by a creature, destroy that creature. Sure. It's like improved death touch. Tishana, Voice of Thunder. Ooh. Star, star for green, blue, five. When it enters the battlefield, draw a card for each creature you control. No maximum hand size. Power and toughness equal the number of cards in your hand. She yeah. beats wholesale ass all day and is a merfolk. Vesuvan Doppelganger. Five mana clone. Vesuvan Shapeshifter. Five mana clone with morph. Vizier of Many Faces. Vizier of Many Faces is your one token card, right? Yep. It comes into play, clones something, and then you can embalm it for seven after, right? Or no, five after, and it becomes a... Yeah, it's it's another clone, except it's white and a zombie. Oh, yeah, it comes, in, it comes back as a white zombie the same as it was before, right? Videlkin Illusionist. Hmm. This one's weird. Weatherlight. So like Mirage, you know that it's going to be good or bad. Blue 2, 2, 2, and then its ability, blue, blue, tap, target creature phases out. Now, it is a merfolk, so we're following the merfolk kind of aggro beatdown fallback plan, but what's with phasing? Well, sometimes you just got to get a creature out of the way, and phasing it out is a good way to do that. Because target creature phases out, not target creature you control. Yeah, so you can uh, just... I don't get mind that. Just get rid of them for a second. And if they have equipment on them, it gets rid of that too. And yeah, it all comes back, but it's just a way to get somebody out of the way. F your Voltron card. Walking Atlas. 2-2, two, two, put a land card into battlefield from your hand by tapping it. Wanderwine Prophets. Six mana merfolk, champion a merfolk. When it deals combat damage to you, take an extra turn? Sack a merfolk, take an extra turn. Whoa. Dirt bag. Is that is that what it is? When it deals combat damage to player, you may sacrifice a merfolk and it if you do take an extra turn. Huh, weird. I don't think you'll need it based on what we're going to talk about. Nope, but you never know. Wayward Sword Tooth. Three mana dinosaur. <laughs> Play an extra land during each of your turns, right? And can't attack or block unless you have the city's blessing. Correct. Which is 10 or more permanents on the battlefield. Easy AF in this deck. Yes. Wistful Selkie. Hmm, I didn't know this was a merfolk. Simic, Simic, Simic hybrid when it enters battlefield, draw a card, 2-2. Two, two. Sure. Wonder. Like Brawn. If it's in your graveyard, things you control have flying. If you have an island. Now that's a creature package, Ryan. That screams combo to me, doesn't it? Instance. One instant. <laughs> Let's see what it is. It's a mystical tutor. Hmm. Instant. Blue. Search your library for an instant or sorcery card. Put it on top of your library. We'll reveal it. Put it on top of your library. What, um, do you, what do you find of it, do you think? Well, sorceries. One. It's a primal surge. <laughs> Fucking Primal Surge. <laughs> you know, let's give it a read. Let's discuss Primal Surge a little bit. Primal Surge is a sorcery for green, green, eight. Exile the top card of your library. If it's a permanent card, you may put it onto the battlefield. If you do, repeat this process. Hmm. So we have one non-permanent sorcery, Primal Surge, one non-permanent instant, Mystical Tutor. Correct. 
you find the primal surge with the mystical tutor you're adding redundancy there everything else in the deck is a permanent newsflash cco now just real quick they say okay well how do you find it it's hard blah 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 that's one of the weaknesses of the deck that we will touch on but just getting back to all those card draw creatures 13 instances of draw a card or draw some number of cards in this deck additionally we've got 15 mana dorks and mana rocks ramp spells if you will that don't count the six clone variants that are in the deck that you could use to also copy a mana dork and give also, yourself more mana it also doesn't count the 36 card draw spells that you have in all of the land that you play when you have your general in play that's exactly it so turn five you cast what's her name tatiova tatiova then every single other turn you have two draws right one for your turn and one when you cast a land at, a, at the minimum. Yeah, or three or four when you put in extra lands into play. Let's keep looking at the yeah, recipe yeah. here because there's a couple more cards that we need to highlight. Artifacts. There's four artifacts. Ashnod's Altar, Sack a Dude, get two mana. Phyrexian Altar, Sack a Dude, get one colored mana. Simic Signet. Tap it, tap one, add green-blue to your mana pool. Soul Ring. Tap it for two colorless. Four mana rocks that cost three or less. Yes. Sounds like you want them out as early as possible. Correct. Hmm. Okay. Enchantments. Ten. And remember, we have that one when an enchantment comes into the battlefield, draw a card. Yeah. Enchantress effect in uh, Eidolon of Blossoms. Let's check these out. We got Concordant Crossroads. All creatures have haste. Enchantment for green. Seems good if all of them are coming into play at once. Eternity Snare. Enchant creature for blue five. What the hell? When Eternity Snare enters the battlefield, draw a card. Huh. Enchanted creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step, so it kind of acts as removal for a tapped creature that replaces itself. Exploration. Play an extra land for green. Gia's Anthem. Gia? Did you go there? Gia? Gaia. 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 Gia? Remember Gaia's Cradle? Gaia's Cradle is spelled with G-A-I-A. That's, it's, unless no, the it's, words are spelled the same. They're the same. Same person. Unless the words are said the same. They are. I just Englished you. Yeah. Arc of Opposition. F. Good thing it's over. Yeah. Let's not do this again. <laughs> green, green, one. All creatures you control get plus one, plus one. It's the color-shifted glorious anthem. Correct. Growing rights of Itlimok. Green, two. Reveal the top four cards of your library. Put a creature from among them into your hand. Rest on the bottom. If you control four or more creature during your upkeep, flip it. Turns into Guy's Cradle. Imprisoned in the moon. Hmm. Another removal spell on a permanent. Good on you. Blue, two. Enchanted creature becomes a waste. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Song of the Dryads. It's way which better. could go in here. Could go in here, but it doesn't. Yeah. So I figured it's, every, it's, a, it's actually expensive, right? I figured everybody was going to play that in Tatiova, so I'm like, I'll go Imprisoned in the Moon instead. Mm. Yeah. We also have a Life and Limb. Life and Limb. Talked about that, uh, was it last week? No, two weeks ago. It makes all of your forests one, one green saplings. And remember, they have haste. If you land this off of Primal Surge... Also remember those mana rocks that let you sacrifice your creatures for mana. You can sacrifice your lands. Tap them all for mana. Then you sacrifice them all and you can get up to three mana per sacrifice land. It's pretty good. If you need that, like if you're casting Primal Surge, you've already won. I Sometimes suppose you just got to win more, Ryan. With Kamal, Fist of Krosa, you could get all that mana, sacrifice all your lands, and then overrun like 700 more times with all your merfolk. That would also be big because you're playing like four lords. Yes. Okay. Lure. 
All creatures able to block enchanted creature do so. Okay. It's good with death touch, guys. Goes on a Sylvan Basilisk. Yes, because he's got improved death touch. Whenever he gets blocked, the blocking creature dies. He doesn't have to deal damage to them. Correct. He swings into a board full of creatures and kills all of them. Yeah, that's pretty tricksy, hey? Yeah, and survives. Uh-huh. That's the best part of that. Prismatic Omen. Expensive card. Turns out. Yeah, so enchantment green one. Lands you control are every basic land type. So they're islands for your floodgate and your scourge of the fleets. And they're forests for your life and limb. Yay! Turns out it's expensive for a reason. Yeah, hmm. so that's the thing. That's a kind of a tricksy one, too. Yeah. I like it. Shielding plaques. Shh, what the hell? Where do you find these? In my box. In my box of cards. Where else would I find them? Green, blue, like Simic Hybrid, two. Enchant creature. Enters the battlefield, draw a card. Enchanted creature can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control. Gives him hexproof. Yeah. Before it was called that. Protects your Tatiova or Ooh. your... Kamal mm-hmm. or your Lab Maniac. If you only have one Lab Maniac, like a y- scrub. Yeah. I guess off of a Primal Surge, you hit your Lab Maniac. Uh, we're going to go into the how to play section, if you will. Yes. Hit your Primal Surge on turn 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, whatever it is. Flip your deck. You've got Lab Maniac and six clones. <laughs> so you got seven Lab Maniacs. You give one of them Hexproof. So it for sure can't die. <laughs> and then all of your creatures that draw you cards when they enter the battlefield trigger and you win the game seven times. Yes. And if you don't, all your creatures have haste and they're all a, buffed. And you have a crater hoof behemoth and you have access to Kamal Fist of Krosa and about 108 mana. It's probably enough. So you are going to beat wholesale ass. And you would have uh, City's Blessing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you could even swing with that dinosaur. Very excellent. Now, just some things of note here. You have got a Urzatron package, like Urza's Mine, Power Plant, and Tower. You've also got a Thespian Stage in there, Vesuva in there as well. Another expensive card, but uh, I like it in this deck, especially because you're not trying to go off with your, air quotes, combo on turn two in Primal Surge. No. The deck would be a lot more money if you want to go off on turn two with a yeah. lot more uh, artifacts. Yeah, right? we'd, be, we'd be looking at uh, the No Graveyard Golgari list from last thing where you have Mana Crypt and Mana Vault oh, and yeah, Ancient Tomb right. and yeah, all this yeah, crap. Yeah. Didn't want to do that this time. Man, I like that lure. I like that's an oldie but goodie. So turn one, you got six of the seven one drops are, are playable. Cool. Not really anything that you're so excited or what's so important to get out there because... I think you just want to focus land, 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 land to start drawing cards, drawing cards, drawing cards. Get that engine going with your ETB draw card guys in Tatiova to find a Primal Surge. Correct. So, okay. Turn two, 13 of your 16 two drops are viable. I like that. Turn three, 13 of your 17 three drops. And this is the turn that I think the deck wants to really start doing stuff right you've got your merfolk out you've got some kind of buff turn three four you can actually start attacking for real damage you can actually start you could beat you could beat down with the deck like it's not you're looking oh you're just gonna draw that primal surge well maybe you're just gonna draw into a bunch of merfolk lords and just beat the shit out of everybody i else think the when table. people i think when people see tattoo over they're gonna see the value green blue deck that exists like um the the, the standard control list inside crufix deck where it's just counter spells and ramp, counter spells and ramp until you can just go boom, infinite win, right? And while it's kind of like that in the end game, you're actually playing an aggro strategy in the early game 
beaten down the guy who, you know, played the first soul ring into artifact instead of creature blockers. Yeah. Okay. I don't mind that. Then, of course, you get your 10 mana, Primal Surge, and game's over. Every time. I think. I can't think of too many ways that your opponents can get out of that. Unless they counter it, because you have no backup. You have no protection for your stuff. Which is why I didn't feel bad playing an infinite combo. Yeah, and you know what? It's funny because it's not actually infinite. It's only however many cards you have in your deck. There's yeah. no infinite combo in the deck. It's just a win the game every time combo. I just counted as infinite. You know what's funny is, okay, so Primal Surge costs 10. And granted, 10 is 10 is 10 is 10. And if you should win the game at 8, you should definitely win the game at 10. And here's the thing. Crater Hoof costs 8. Green, 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 5. And he was all over the scene for years and years and got up to like $40 and he saw playing Elf Ball and Legacy and all this shit, right? Same set. Avacyn restored. And how come Primal Surge never took off? Because people want to play their non-permanent things. You got to have that control player, I'm so much better than you because I pay blue, play blue. Yeah. Yes. Mm. You can't do that in a Primal yeah, Surge deck. You gotta... Primal Surge into your counterspell. Get wrecked. Dink face. Yeah, you just <laughs> paid 10, drew one card, and had to bin one of your counter spells. Okay, well, here's another thing. I get it. Primal Surge is 100% build around me. What about something like win the game immediately after casting Tooth and Nail? Nine mana when it's entwined. Does the same thing. You don't have to build around it. Is that why, like I said, have any creatures won, has any green card won more games than... Crater Hoof? Maybe Tooth and Nail. Maybe Tooth and Nail? Like, what's... Is it better? Does it go in this deck? It... I like me some Tooth and Nail. I do too, but I don't think it goes in this deck because, well, there's no two-card creature combo that wins the game. I suppose. I was going to say, what if you replace Primal Surge with Tooth and Nail in this deck, but that would make it garbage because you're playing, like, suboptimal creatures yeah. and suboptimal removal. Like, how many of your enchant creature removals could just be, like, mana drain, counterspell? Be beast within. Beast within, exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's a Primal Surge deck. CCO Nation, if you've used Primal Surge to great effect, let us know. Yeah. Twitter, at CCO Podcast, or commandercookout at gmail.com. Get at us, or on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. While, while you're entering our sweet giveaway, you could... Uh... Get at us with your Primal Surge stories. I like it. I'm waiting to when I when I get this deck all sleeved up, and I play it, and I Primal Surge, get one card, and then hit the Mystical Tutor. That's my that's my dream. That is that's that, the thing. That's the dream. You could Primal Surge with a Mystical Tutor still in your deck. Dangerous. And that is terrible. And that's why there's the beatdown strategy, right? Because sometimes yeah. you're not going to get enough. Because you're still going to draw like an obscene amount of cards. Is there a transmute creature that costs one that you could find your uh, Mystical Tutor with? I think that It's the... a permanent, so you'd still hit on Primal Surge with it, and you would get your Mystical Tutor out of your deck. I feel like the one-mana transmute thing was an instant, or a sorcery. Yeah, the uh, the transmute one-mana spell is, is Dizzy Spell, and it sucks, and it's an instant. It Kind of is, oh, and it's an instant. That's, dang it. Uh, if it was an enchantment, play it. But it's not, so I don't play it. Dizzy spell, F-U. Yeah, and there is no uh, transmute for 10, damn it. Budget section? Budget section. Deck comes in on tapedout.com. No, tapedout.net. <laughs> <laughs> At 460 bucks. And you were saying before the show, there's no way that this deck could sh like this shouldn't cost this much. No, it really shouldn't. I have no idea why this deck costs so much money. Playing a Misty Rainforest, that's 50 bucks. Playing a Breeding Pool, that's the Shockland, 15 bucks. Frexian Altar from Invasion, $54. What? Yeah. And oh Prismatic Omen, 30 bucks. 
Holy hell. Those are the cards in here that I think are A, the worst offenders, and B, have the price tag to be warranted worst offender, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> Label. Label, yes. <laughs> right? So I say Phyrexian Altar because you've got a Ashnod's Altar and Ashnod's Altar in there, and it does the same thing. And if you want to save yourself 54 bucks, no. right? It's in there for redundancy. Again, assuming exactly. that eventually you're going to primal surge into a mystical tutor at some point. Like sometimes you're going to just naturally draw the primal surge because you're drawing so many cards. Mm -hmm. So I mean, maybe you get everything, but maybe you don't get enough card draw to draw the rest of your deck. Or maybe you need colored mana to go off with Kamal or you have to play the Crater Hoof Behemoth or... Yeah, Whatever. hard hard cast something without combo mana available. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But um, if if you look at the deck as this is a Primal Surge deck, I'm going to cast it, I'm going to win the game after I overrun, after I... Yeah. You might not need it. The uh, the Misty Rainforest at 50 bucks. I thought, why not a high market? Like, if you're looking for a sacrifice, a creature outlet outside of your altars that we just talked about for your brawn and your wonder you could sacrifice to high market to gain a life and you get your brawn or wonder in your graveyard to give your creatures trample or flying yeah. it's uh, i like it because i mean even if somebody's casting a wrath oh i'll gain a life instead right or if somebody's casting like the the fumigate wrath that they get a life for each card or each creature that's destroyed yeah I'll gain the life instead of you, right? It's always good to have something get binned so your opponents don't get that benefit. That's very handy. So yes. you can get uh, sacrifice outlets on your lands, kids. Don't forget to play your utility lands. Utility lands are very important. I don't think we said that for a while. No, we have not, but it is very important. You could also run, if you're going to run high market and you got the coin to afford, afford the Misty Rainforest and the Phyrexian Altar, Diamond Valley. Oh, yeah. Sacri it's a land from Arabian Nights, sacrifice creature, and you get life equal to the creature's toughness. Really good after you land that Crater Hoof Behemoth that gives all your creatures like plus 47, plus 47. And it only costs like 850, point zero zero. Yes, I was going to say 850. <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> That's so, that's American. That is American. Yeah, so that's like 82,000 Canadian. God dang. Cool, cool picture, hey? Very cool. Yeah, it's got like a skeleton wearing a helmet. Looks what like is a dead he doing? What is, like... He's chilling. He wants you to is, draw him like one of his one of your French girls. Is he, I would draw him. Is he the creature you sacrificed? Because he's just a skeleton now. He's dead. There's no diamonds in that valley either, really. It's kind of sparkly. Yeah. I would paint it with sparkly paint if I had that card to alter. <laughs> Bling it out. Okay, I've got a couple suggestions for the budget section. I love suggestions if in the budget we, section. If we look at the Misty Rainforest, Breeding Pool, Phyrexian Altar, Prismatic Omen, let's count in that same category Vesuva because it's quite an expensive land as well. What if we did like Mana Dorks that tap for mana, right? And CCO Staple, Intruder Alarm. You could make infinite mana doing that. Yeah, you could. With all of your guys that let you play extra lands and guys that draw you cards when they enter the battlefield, you play a creature, untap your mana dorks, that creature drew you a card, it's another creature. Play it. If it's a land, play that. Draw another card, right? It's almost like you're playing the card Recycle, which Ooh. we talked about a couple times. I suggested it on that Twitter conversation, and Recycle is green, green, four. Skip your draw step. 
you don't care because your commander's drawing you cards. And whenever you play a card, draw a card. Whenever you cast a spell, draw a card. So it's kind of just redundancy with your commander. Yeah. Right? Your commander lets you play land, draw a card. Recycle lets you play a dude, draw a card. Yeah. So I like yeah. that for sure. Yeah, that's good. What about, and these are kind of the typical Tatiova includes, Courser of Crufix lets you play an extra land. You're not including it. So... The other thing I like with decks like this with lots of ETB effects is Crystal Shard or Erratic Portal. And those let you pay some amount of mana on an artifact, tap it, bounce a creature, unless the creature's controller pays one mana. I like it because you can reuse your ETB effects. Imagine playing a Crater Hoof twice or even just drawing a card twice on, you know, a couple extra mana. Or you tap out, I bounce your thing with Crystal Shard because you can't pay the one mana. Ha! ha. So... Just a kind of a cool, cheapy little trick there that I like. Strengths and weaknesses? Strengths and weaknesses. Okay, strengths. Curve looks nice. Modern commander style. Low CMCs, like it's close to the ground. Lots of one drops, lots of two drops, lots of three drops. Like that. And are we okay with this? Like, is are we letting Watsy dictate our game plan with this, or are we cool with this? I'm okay with this, with this particular one. I mean, most of the stuff is, I don't want to say it's junk, but, yeah, you know. The, the, yeah. The thing about the ETB draw card creatures, you're not going to pay 8 mana, 9, 10 mana, and ETB draw card on like a shitty body. Like that card's going to do something better. Yeah. So they put all those ETB draw card effects on little guys. Yes. That's when you want to draw your cards anyways, right? I don't yeah, know. I, mean, I, I just like talking to, or thinking about commander decks of old where it's like battle cruiser magic. It's like, I don't know. I, I, mean, just, I just like it. This one does win on a 10 mana spell. We got to keep that in mind. And you got to get that 10 mana spell somehow. Technically... And I know this might hurt you a little bit. You're winning the game on an eight mana spell with Crater Hoof Behemoth once you attack. <laughs> now you're actually winning on a five mana spell on a Laboratory Maniac just for playing him. No, he's three mana. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> he costs three. Dirty de degenerate. We're letting Watsy dictate our game. With three <laughs> mana win the game spell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. No, we're okay with this. Lots of basic lands. I like that as a strength because it keeps cost down. We talked about some um, expensive lands, but you might not need them if it's just a two-color deck that draws lots of cards. You really don't... I think that's fine. And a lot of the double draw cards, like your Terramorphic Expanse, Evolving Wilds, Myriad Landscape, we talk about that all the time, they're cheap. Yeah. Can, and they draw you double. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, like, and this is what's really this is a you can big, play Simic uh, Simic Growth Chamber is the bounce Karoo land that'll draw you two because you get you have to play the other one the next turn. But you could play the white or and or green Karoo land, and with all the play and extra land effects, you can just draw two cards with them. It's it's pretty cool. Which is one of the things I really like about this deck is every single card in it. If you're playing with an empty hand, you can totally play it and get action out of it. Yes, like, yeah, I like I like getting action out of anything. That, that is important. Like if somebody makes you discard your hand and you draw a land in a lot of cases it's like oh land go now you're going land draw, draw a card, card something else yeah. go yeah maybe you've got something to play now maybe it's a thing that lets you play more land or another land or something you know what i mean like it's yeah and yeah. i like that uh tetiova am i saying it right still i think so sure she costs five it's fair I think I think at five this is an okay effect, especially because she got a relevant creature type for the deck that we're playing. Too bad she wasn't an elf merfolk. Oh man, that would no. 
because we, we were talking that. off air about having this instead of being a merfolk beatdown shell you could really turn it into a combo list by turning it into like an elf ball primal surge because then combo you're playing deck. then you're playing primal surge on what like turn two yeah two if you, two if or you three can play crater who's like on turn two or three an elf ball in legacy and there's no you, reason why you, you could do an edh yeah, yeah i like that for sure so it's tunable huh that's a strength yeah we always talk about tunability of a deck morphing it into your own play style yeah and tachiova's new it's it, new and exciting i have that in the next point yeah Oh, it's like you can read that far away, but I know you can't. I definitely can't. <laughs> <laughs> Merfolk Beats. Okay, we talked about that. Lots of support, lots of equipment too, if if you want to go that route, like like the beatdown route and equipment fit right fits right in with Primal Surge too. So just because it's a permanent, right? Okay, weakness. We touched on one. Hard to find Primal Surge if you don't have that Mystical Tutor or Natural Draw It, or you could totally whiff on Mystical Tutoring from Primal Surge and it shuts off the combo. Correct. And then you're strictly on the beatdown shell until you draw your Eternal Witness to do it again. Yes. And there is Eternal Witness redundancy effects on other creatures. You could build into the deck, but at what cost? Playing extra land per turn or beating down with Merfolk? Like, do you want to put in a Deadwood Tree Folk as Eternal Witness 2 at the cost of taking out a Lord of Atlantis? I don't know. I don't really want to do that. I don't know. For a janky combo... I think you just nuts to the wind, right? Yeah, just go with the janky combo. Absolutely. Yeah, we're not pussies around here at CCO Podcast. Okay, the other weakness I have, and, and this is kind of a common trend when we pick something that's new and exciting or something that's obviously very powerful and buildable. Feels like the commander community is going to latch onto this one and build the Tatiova deck. Yeah, there's going to be right. a Tatiova deck. When I first built this, there were zero lists on EDHREC.com. I want to point that out. Ooh. It was kind of fun. Because it wasn't even out. Yeah, and it's and it's not like that anymore. There's a few now, but... Uh, yeah, in the first week. Yeah, I would imagine that this is going to be one of those decks, just like the new Joyra, where she's going to get a list right away. Yeah, kind there's, of like there's the, a few, like um, Zer the Enchanter, Doomsday Zer, Kess... Uh, even even Animar, you sit down. You remember Sea Monster Zur we did a few months or a few weeks back or whatever. Right. You sit down with Zur and everybody's like, okay, we got to kill the Zur player. You have to play a few games in a row for them to understand that it's a Sea Monster deck. Yeah, no. not Zur. Exactly, and this one falls victim to that as well. It's a Merfolk deck, I swear, I swear. And then people are like, oh, okay, so you're running just lots of counters instead of lots of like classic Tetyova. No, no, I swear, it's counterless. And then you run a Primal Surge out and win the game, and they're like, oh, see, I told you, and they're just going to beat your ass every time you play this deck now. So you got to be careful when you're playing what's going to be a popular commander and when you play what is a combo deck. Correct. Oy. Yeah, it's 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 tricky, but, but fun. Yeah, no, I I, had so, I, I, had so much I, fun I like the deck. I like this one. For I sure. had so much fun building this deck. That's really cool. I like this one. We agree then. We we do. This is a fun deck. It's awesome. That's like the opposite of what usually happens too. <laughs> Jesus, people don't usually hear me and Brando argue, but um, boy, it, do we! It it has happened like once or twice. <laughs> Milk list. Now, how about instead we do card, card of, the, of week. the week? We're going floodgate this week. Absolutely. Floodgate's a sweet creature. Creature wall from Mirage. It has Defender, obviously, because it's a wall. When Floodgate has flying, sack it. When it has flying, sacrifice it. That is the weirdest thing. Well, because you're raising the Floodgate, and then all the flood, the water comes out. When you give it... Wow! So flavorful! Right? It's When you levitate it into the air, it... And all the water all the water out. Very cool. No shit. And then once it leaves the battlefield, i.e. you lift it up and then sack it, 
Floodgate deals one damage for each two islands, for every two islands you control to each non-blue creature without flying. Now, so, so what does that mean? Okay, I have two islands, so it deals one damage to each thing that doesn't fly. Correct. Or in this deck, if you have a Prismatic Omen, you have 36 islands, and it deals 13 damage to every creature that isn't blue and isn't flying. And you've sacked a Wonder, so all of your guys are flying and take no damage. You can use your infinite mana. No, if you have 36 mana, 36 islands, it would be... 18. 18. 18. Yeah, that's even better. That's better. That's even better. And you can 18 use... is always better than 16. Yes. Unless it's guys beating you up. And <laughs> then, then that's not as good. Yes. And then you use all the mana you have to use Kamal to turn all of their lands into dudes and just kill them. It's awesome. So Floodgate. You're a piece of crap. From Mirage. It's 21 cents or three Canadian dollars. Yep. Pick them up. And it has a sweet art on it as well. There's so, a bunch of guys okay, running away so from a Floodgate. This. We talk about like Mirage being just the hidden gem set of magic history for EDH. We should look at doing some giveaways for from Mirage. Maybe like a set of Mirage. Ooh. I'm not throwing this out there yet. We've got, of course, we've got our giveaway of opposition planned. We have our next giveaway planned. That's a big one, yes. I'm excited about the next one. And we have the next one planned as well, yeah. based on a listener submission, which is super cool. I'm so happy that we have this, but you're going to have to wait. This is like a super far out teaser for the summer. Yes. I, I like the Mirage idea. It's cool. We'll look into Nation, that. if you like sets of Mirage given away for free, let us know. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, who wouldn't like a set of Mirage? Oh, and we didn't do this. I had an additional shout-out. Ooh. Shout-out to Jake Andrews. We're Who? talking about doing giveaways. Who's talking Jake about, Andrews? Talking about CCO Nation. Jake Andrews, Andrews is a CCO nationalite who is sending me tattered mummies. Oh, shit. Remember we talked about that? Somebody picked up. That's awesome. Yep. So we're doing a little trade online. If you're into that, hit us up when we ask for something, and we'll <laughs> send you stuff back. Or if you have something that you think we'd like, like a floodgate. Oh, somebody's going to spend more shipping us floodgates than buying a floodgate. Hey, don't do that. Milk list? Let's do the milk list. Okay, so milk list, as per edhrec.com, is the most popular cards per converted mana cost in any color combination. This week, Simic. Green, blue. Okay, in this case, from zero drop to 16 drop. Holy What Jesus. I mean is 15 drop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At the zero converted mana cost slot, Everflowing Chalice. No. At the one drop slot, Soul Ring. Yes. We are playing that. Cyclonic Rift. No. No, because it's not a permanent. Eternal Witness at three. Yes. Yes. Mystic Snake at four. Counters a spell. It is a permanent. It could work. Counters a spell. Oh, that's right. Counters a spell. Yep. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Acidic Slime at five. Nope. Primal Speaker Zagana. Hell no. That would be an excellent card in this deck, but she gets plus yeah, she gets one counters plus on counters. her. Shit. <laughs> Avenger of Zendikar puts tokens into play at seven. And then gives them counters. Dang. Terastodon, Big Daddy Butt Sex. We've got to play him. Puts tokens into play. Artisan of Kozilek. Nope. That is your redundancy on Eternal Witness, though. Yeah, it could But be he costs like nine. Yeah. Eh. Let's play Eternal Witness. Okay. Jingataxis Korogger. Nope. Ulamog, Infinite Gyre. Nope. Enter the Infinite. Weird. At 12. No, don't play that either. Emrakul the Promised End? Nope. Dinkmouth Infusion at 14? Not a permanent. Not a permanent. Can't play that. We were going to play it. By no, yeah, I, was, I had one out, but yeah. I was like, oh, wait, no, I'm had making a, a primal foil altered deck. one, yeah. 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 <laughs> Emrakul the Eon's Torn at 15. No, sir. Not playing it. So two Melklist matches. It's pretty good. I like it. And and you know what? We were playing two Melklist matches, and we still managed to have two mass removal spells in Scourge of the Fleets and floodgate we still managed 15 rocks or dorks we still managed six targeted removal spells stapled to permanence <laughs> yeah and we're not playing 
any of the milk list. Well, two, Sol Ring yeah. and Eternal Witness. Witness. Like the most popular card and the most popular green card. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, we, we did it. Did it. We got there. Spice Calculator? Spice Calculator. Okay, at the time of the notes, there was 22 Tetiova lists. At the time of recording, there was 23 Tetiova lists. And at the time of the building, there was no. zero Tetiova <laughs> list. Okay, we've got one tutor. Spice Calculator doesn't mind if there's one tutor. It's the same as having zero, so we're cool. It's the 15th most popular commander on EDH Rec.com. That, it's that it's will in last change. place. That will change. It will change because right in front of it is Cadeli and Thrasios individually, right? They're yeah. the partner commanders, but if you're not playing them partner style, they're right behind it. Like, it'll go up probably, I mean, in the next month now that Dominaria is out and people get a hold of it. I would imagine anybody that plays Prime Speaker Zagana will probably just switch. That's what I would do. You think? I think so. I don't know, man. Prime Speaker draws lots of cards. She does, but I think that this one is more reliable on your card draw. Over Not if more... you put lots of bounce in it. I suppose. If you're going to combo more, but I mean, I think you can just do more incidental card drawing with this other thing. Incidental card drawing, you'd probably get more than, but Prime Speaker Zagana can like mass draw cards if you just make her huge, right? That's true. Okay, whatever. But There's... she'll get more popular. She's last place now, but she's going to go up substantially. Average converted mana cost, you did good, 3.36. A little bit lower than what we normally see, and we touched on that already with that low, close-to-the-ground curve of Merfolk. Yeah. Uh, proper, I would get, I would say, right? Thanks, Watsy. Yeah. Critical turn. I put five. Now, you could play Tatiova on five, or four. Yeah. Or three, probably, right? But I think that you could probably Primal Surge on five. I think you could, too. Could you get there? I, I, have, so. I haven't done the hard math on the sequence of plays that it would take to get a turn five Primal Surge, but that's like ramp on one, ramp on two, ramp on three, ramp on four. There is that much ramp spells in the deck. There's 15 of them. You could do it. It's definitely doable. That's ramp and mana drop, like land drop, on the first five turns of the game. It's doable. Sure. It's possible. So turn five. Uh, optimal game size. Four. I think this is the kind of deck you want to play in a regular-ass pod. Because the more people that you're playing, the more odds are you're going to bump into somebody with a counterspell. <laughs> it's just going to ruin you. It is going to ruin you because you can't counter back. Exactly. I like this. Uniqueness rating. Cards in your deck that are different than the stock list in EDHREC.com. Ooh. 49 different cards. Yes! That's like over half the deck is just straight up different. That's lots. Yeah. So punch it all into the spicy calculator. Beep, boop, 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 boop. 68. Nice. Primal Surge got you a 68 spiciness rating. It's a spicy card. Nobody sees Primal Surge coming. Nobody sees it, right? Because yeah. no, because nobody plays it. You, okay, so you're playing Simic. You're playing draw, go, creature, combo, dot, color combination. And the deck looks like a, a Simic Merfolk deck. And then all of a sudden, boom, Primal Surge. Bang, I win. That's so... Oops. If you're playing Merfolk and Simic, I would expect to see a Crater Hoof Behemoth, and you're playing it. Yes. And I'm thinking, okay, it's turn, you know, eight or nine. Game's going to end right away. He's got, like, six or eight creatures. He could, like, you could just create a Hoof and win. But instead, you go Primal Surge. And they're yeah. from the same set? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> unexpected. I like it. This could have gone in unexpected win conditions. Nor should it. Because this is an expected win condition. If you're going to pay 10 for something, I expect you to win. <laughs> yeah, very excellent. <laughs> so that's the deck. I think CCO Nation needs to let us know what they think about Primal Surge versus Tooth and Nail versus Crater Hoof. Or if there's any other new Dominaria commanders you want to see us uh, tackle in the next little while. Oh, yeah. We do have the next arc plan. Do we want to do a little bit of a, a spoiler so people know? Sure. 
it's going to be called the Ark of Audience. That's and you guys. It's it's exactly what it sounds like. We've had lists sent in for the whole year we've been doing the show. We've done a few of them. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to dig into the archive. We're going to find the ones that we think are the coolest, and we're going to do shows on them. So if you have any lists, you've been hemming and hawing, you wanted to send them in to us but just haven't got around to it, now's the time because we're going to pick the list a few days before we record the show, and we're going to do it. So nothing's set in stone yet. So get your lists in now, and we'll, uh, we'll see if we can get a show done on them. That being said, new contest spoiler? New contest spoiler. This is a big one. I think this is a good one. We, we talked about Dominaria. We have received, by way of F.U. Joel, F.U. Joel, a fairly exclusive foil promo. Yeah. Who knows what it could be? We're going to build it. Yep. We're going to give it away. Yeah. So, sounds like a deck giveaway. It is a deck giveaway. I wish we had a bell or something. It's a deck giveaway. That'd be cool. So I, gonna... I just did the bell. Yes. That's the bell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're going to do a deck giveaway next arc for Arc of Audience as part of our appreciation for our audience because without CCO Nation, we are just two dudes sitting in a kind of a dark room. Yeah, and that's, um, that's just weird. At least it has a window. That's true. You teased on it earlier in the episode. We have some cards for the CMDR Central guys to put in there. What we're calling it is hashtag Atraxa Bowl deck. Yeah. I think that they're announcing their cards for us this week. I believe that is what they said. So we're beating them to the punch. Their episode might come out before us. F them. <laughs> I, I pick two cards. You pick three cards. And we kind of have explanations for them. Yes, we do. Okay, so my first card, I picked Engineered Plague. Engineered Plague. Engineered Plague is an enchantment from Urza's Legacy. Black, two. When it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. All creatures of the chosen type get minus one, minus one. So those suckers told us that they're playing angels, right? And yeah. there's going to be a couple guys playing Atraxa decks. A right? couple guys. And if one of those other people playing Atraxa decks picked like Atraxa Voltron, they might want to choose angels for their engineered plague to give opposing Atraxas minus one, minus one. Hmm. Thing is, <laughs> thing is, they're playing angels too. <laughs> so, Engineered Plague, that's card number one. What's card number two, Ryan? Well, you pick card number two, and I like this one, so you, you give it a read. It's from Apocalypse. Card number two is Haunted Angel. It's so an angel. It goes right into their list. It's a 3-3 three, three for three with flying. With good, Haunted Angel. Good value. Excellent, right? It's under cost, especially coming from Apocalypse. Yeah. So let's read the rest of the card. When Haunted Angel is put into a graveyard from play, remove it from the game, and each other player gets a 3-3 black angel creature token with flying. Hmm. <laughs> Excellent if they're playing Coat of Arms in their angel tribal deck. Yes. Excellent for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's card number three, Bruno? Because I like this one just based on it being... From none other than Homelands. Homelands, baby. We got an enchant world called Mystic Decree. Mystic Decree is an enchantment for Blue Blue 2, all creatures loose flying, and island walk. Because <laughs> F you, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. The CMDR Central guys are going to be playing against opposing Atraxa lists, remember? Shit, they're flying. And Atraxa flies. So if they get cyclonic rifted, how are they gonna? How are they gonna block if they don't yeah. have angels? Right? They they might only have low to the ground, non-flying, non-reaching things to protect themselves, Mystic and that's Decree. not gonna protect them from nothing. No, so I'm doing them a favor. Absolutely. Totes. Next card. Now, card number four is the bomb diggity. This is me 
doing the CMDR Central guys a favor. Like I, it might sound like I'm messing with them with these last two. This one, this is the one. Okay, this is the one. Herald of Sarah is from Urza's Saga, so you know it's broken. Oh yeah, broken as ever. Urza's Saga, Herald of Sarah, white, white, two for a three, four flying attacking does not cause it to tap echo angel so it's a three four flying vigilance for four yeah good value that's pretty good and then on your next turn it's got echo so you have to pay for it again so it's a three four flying vigilance for eight good art excellent art what's the final card ryan last card another angel works great with atraxa you can you can proliferate its cumulative upkeep up. I love it. Straight out of alliances. Oh, it's got to be good now. Sustaining spirit. What? What does sustaining spirit do? You might be asking yourself. It's a zero three for white one cumulative upkeep white one. Any damage that would reduce your life total to less than one is instead reduces it to one. So it's kind of like worship on an angel. Yeah. You're welcome, CMDR Central. We are so benevolent. Funny that that's not how we're going to beat you. I guess we won't be able to if they're playing yeah, they're, something as powerful as Sustaining Spirit. They have, too, they have too much power now. Was this wrong of us to say that we were going to pick cards? <laughs> that we might have put our own foot in our mouth. Never. Well, we'll, we'll wait and see what they give to us. And we'll, Ooh, uh, I'm excited now. Yeah, I'm pumped about this. Okay, CMDR Central. There's the gauntlet. We picked Sustaining Spirit, Herald of Sarah, Haunted Angel, Mystic Decree, and Engineered Plague. So those are your five must-play cards. You enjoy those, and we'll see you in Vegas. And we'll, uh, and we'll see all of you back here next week. We're going to announce the winner of the giveaway of Opposition. We're going to announce the deck, build, the deck giveaway contest, and we're going to start the arc of the audience. All of that and more on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Woo!